Welcome to the Isaac Velez Gonzalez Show, bringing you an authentic and honest perspective into the inner workings of the world and navigating chaos. I'm your host, Isaac, and this is a message you won't want to miss to live life on your terms and become the hero of your story. Let's get straight into today's episode on the Isaac Velez Gonzalez Show. Welcome everyone to today's episode on the Isaac Velez Gonzalez show. Thank you all for tuning in. I just want to start off the episode by really being grateful for everyone's support. You know, you guys on the podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify have been crushing it, have been supporting the show for a long time, both before and when it was the Gentleman's Atlas and even now as we transition. Um, I will say if you're listening to this audio, we do have the video available. It's going to be on YouTube, Isaac Velez Gonzalez on YouTube. Check us out there. Come join the YouTube community and check out the video content there. But let's get into today's episode. Today's topic is going to be change can happen in an instant. And I'm going to start this off by a story because when we think about change, you know, we think about, I think, a hundred different meanings of change, you know, changing to become better, changing what's existing, changing to something new, right? There's, there's different synonyms that we imagine. We imagine adaptation, we imagine evolution, we imagine pivoting. You know, there's a lot of different variations here. And sometimes it can be a very umbrella term that we don't often know what it means. So the story I want to talk about is this idea that when I was a kid, when I really started um, learning how to like get into large novels and reading these, these huge books, I figured out really quick that when I read one of these books, when I read, you know, 200 to 500 page fiction novels, I was able to change how I viewed the words on the page that I didn't understand, right? I was able to take things into context because I had a limited knowledge. I had a n- limited amount of understanding of what was going on. So I would, you know, make up what the word might mean based on what I read around. So you might be thinking, well, that makes sense in context, but then if you looked at the flip side, when I had to read, you know, things that were nonfiction at a young age, I didn't do that same thing there. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't able to place those things. And the knowledge was a whole lot different too. You know, like I might've had a reading level 10, 15 years beyond my age when I was reading fiction, but when I wasn't, it might've been two to five. And so my point with this too is change when we do it ourselves we often only do it when it's convenient for us, right? It was convenient because I enjoyed reading the fiction. It was because I had something that I cared about that I was able to rewire what was going on, that I was able to change. But oftentimes, the, the reality of things, right? If we're looking at the world, not with rose-colored glasses, but with a clean perspective, is that change happens whether we like it or not. Change will happen whether we do something or we don't do something. Change is always happening. And... When we think about the broader scope of things, because the reality is most of us are like ants every day, right? We're picking up our load, we're carrying it, and we know where we're going in that day. We do something or we don't do it. But that's all we think about, right? We're only imagining that day-to-day climb. But sometimes we got to look at the big picture, not just in our life, but looking at the world as a whole. There's a book I'm currently reading, and many of you might be familiar, but it's Principles, The Changing World Order by Ray Dalio. Now, Ray Dalio has written the original principles as well as several other of the books titled Principles Continuations. 
But something that's interesting is he talks about that concept, the studying the fluctuations of patterns and throughout history, you know, the patterns that have changed empires that have made, you know, like the Dutch and the British to the height of their power and then the collapse, right? It brought them back down. And when you look at things like that, again, it puts into perspective, there's so many large things at play, but what does someone like Ray Dalio do to take advantage of that kind of change? Well, change can take, change always takes place over time. But the idea that change can take place in an instant, you just have to be there, right? You study the patterns to know how to position yourself to be where you want to be exactly when you need to be there. You get into this point where you start reading things, right? The world, the world is an open book that you can analyze, you can understand in many different ways, which is why we can never understand it in a singular way, which is why history itself isn't completely unbiased, right? It's biased based on the perspective of the historian. But instead of getting caught up in these minute details about, you know, biases and perspectives and subjectivity, think about it more for what it could do for you, right? Think about looking at the bigger picture here, how you can fit in the bigger picture, right? It, it's, it's practical, but it's also, in a sense, a self-awareness, self-actualization kind of perspective. The practicality of it might be, well, you might not study a skill that might be replaceable by AI in the next three years. Right? You might be careful about how you study copywriting or how you use your ability because AI can do that now. That's an example of practical approach. There's many of them. But the self-actualization part is really where we get into my frame of thinking where I'm really talking about, okay, I know the practical stuff, at least a good portion of it. How does this apply to me? And that's really where you get to this point where, again, you go back to the saying that I love to say, whatever's meant to happen always does. When you accept this fact that there are things, there are many things in this world that just exist outside your control, but instead of being angry about it, instead of being, you know, preoccupied and stressed and anxious about these things that won't change regardless of how you feel, what if you just double down and make sure that when things come, that you're ready? When things are supposed to happen, you're there. When the right moment hits, you're there. Now, how do you know what's the right moment? You don't really, but you listen to the signs, right? Because what happens is we get in our way so much of the time. We get in front of ourselves, we get in our own head, and we self-sabotage before the success even happens. There's a lot of political campaign managers, and the single strategy they say they do that helps them take their candidate to win is they say, the first thing I do is get the candidate out of the way, get, get them out of their own way so the people can see who they are. And this brings me into another story that I, I want to talk to you guys about. And, you know, I've been doing this experiments. And one of the things about this experiment that I've been doing is I've been testing, you know, like, how does one show different sides of a personality? How does one remain authentic? But how does one not necessarily conform, but how does one shift the paradigms of one's personality from time to time with other people. Not that you change who you are, but you show different sides of who you are, right? It's the, it's the same coin, but it's not always the same side. And one of the one of the things that I that I had been, that had been brought to my attention by someone else was this idea that, you know, people can relate to vulnerability. They can relate to, right, the not knowing, the ignorance, the naiveness that someone might have, right? The the unsettling fear. But then you begin to ask yourself, you know, if you're starting, and again, it's never perfect, but if you're starting to let go of the things that exist outside your control, you get to this point where you start to recognize that 
there's a calmness that no matter what kind of side of personality you're showing that you have that's present. It's this innate feeling that just allows you to remain comfortable. Because the reason is, is that you know that it's futile to be stressed or be anxious about those kinds of things. Not that you won't be, but you know it doesn't have a merit. Again, not that it won't happen, but you understand its place. You understand what its value holds, and it's not much. And so it's these kinds of things, these kinds of inner dialogues that you should be having, that I should be having, that allow you to again question back to this piece about vulnerability. If you can, if you focus on what you can control and you're okay with things taking time, you're okay with sticking it out when it gets tough, you can really start using that as leverage to not only build yourself in a position of power and trust, but to also build relationships, right? Build this human connection factor because that's what gives you relatability with other people. And it's this, it's not even this tactic, but it's this almost lifestyle of just looking to remain as authentic as you can to yourself. And you have to remember too, that the more authentic you are, the more polarizing you are, the more people will either love you or hate you. And it's not your job to convince the people that hate you to change. There's people that hate the message that I say. There's people that hate the way I am. I can't change that. It's not my place to change that. And if people hate it, so be it, right? It's their right to do so. It's your right to do so if you're one of those people. But the larger picture is, it's not my responsibility to help those who don't want to be helped or help or convince those that don't want to be convinced or that are stuck in the old ways. And so it's this idea that you really just have to cut on, cut off and stop holding on to these losers, not just people, but ideas, forms of being, old habits, right? You got to be ruthless with what you let go. Because again, every time, if you want to move forward and you're still holding on back, you can't do both, right? Life is looking forward or it's looking back. And it's this idea that every time you want to advance, right, your old, your new life is going to cost you your old life. That's the best way to put it. Your new life will cost you your old life. Your new habits cost you your old habits. Because the way that energy works in this world is that it's never built, it's never created, and it's not destroyed. It's just transferred, right? You go from putting in your time to one company, to another, from one project, to another, from one relationship, to another. But there's a lot of compounding, too. Right, things compound. The more you do bad and bad things, the easier it becomes, the more frequent it becomes, the more seamless it becomes. But the better, the more and more you do things that are good for you, the more and more you say you're going to wake up on time, the more and more you say you're going to go to the gym, the more and more you say you're going to eat right, the more and more you're going to get doubling down on your business, the more and more you're going to stop yelling at people and overreacting because you can't control your emotions. Whatever it is that it might be, once you keep doing more and more of that, it compounds. And now, you're not two times better than you were last year. You're not four times better. You're 10 times, 20 times, 100 times better. And you get to this point where, again, it continues to move and move and move. And the reason this all relates to this aspect of change is that change can happen in an instant. You can decide right now to either do what you're, to continue doing what you're doing or to pivot, right? You can either sacrifice now for what you want most or you can sacrifice what you want most for what you want now. And again, talking about, you know, I mentioned, I, we mentioned the book, Ray Dalio's uh, Principles, Changing World Order at the beginning. 
But one of the things he also talks about there too is the different behaviors that people within an empire that maybe has reached a height of its power start doing when it starts to decline. U.S. did that after World War II when we recovered from our depression, right? The war made us profitable. People get complacent. They become less productive. They become more stagnant in what they do. And here, especially, we still see that where people, again, people don't want to change. And you have to ask yourself, do I want to be one of those people or do I like that start to change? And what we can't get confused here is that we've been pivoting for the last 30 years and usually move towards it. But for the last 30 years, especially with the rise of the dot-com era and then social media, instant gratification has become very prevalent and very necessary for some people in modern day society, especially in the Western world. And so now when we're talking about this idea of looking for what you want most for valuing and starting to remember what it is that you want out of this world, well, then you get to this point where, again, unfortunately, most people don't have what it takes to stick out the course. They don't have what it takes to do what it is they have to do. And unfortunately, that means that most of those dreams are going to go to the grave, never have been brought to life. They're going to go unheard, unseen, and unthought of. You have to get to a point where you're so able to change, not necessarily who you are or the why behind what you do, but to the what of what you do, the how of what you do. You have to be able to let that go in an instant, right? You have to remember what's core and what's the rest. What's the foundation and what's the building that can be torn away in an instant? And you have to be willing to be so ruthless with that. You have to get to this point where you're like that sort of behavior is just unbreakable. It's untouchable, right? You're just someone that's locked in. Doesn't mean you don't have your hiccups. Again, this isn't about striving for perfection. It's about striving to be consistent. That's the difference, right? It's, it's this idea. Think about it like a, like a chef. A chef, a great chef, isn't always trying to be perfect in replicating the exact taste of a recipe. Or even consistent in the taste. But consistent in experience. Consistent in the way that they make people feel, right? It's the byproducts here, right? It's, it's not about doing the same thing over and over again for 20 years. It's, or achieving the same outcome, I should say. It's about being consistent in the practices that deliver those outcomes, but figuring out to, how to deliver different outcomes, right? Things that pivot, things that change, things that adapt with how the world is. Because the reality is, is that what worked in the past may not work in the future, Principles are timeless, sure, but the execution of these principles will look different, especially in different industries and especially across different time periods. And so you have to ask yourself, don't get married to the execution of the principles. Marry the principles and figure out how this relationship is going to evolve in the different seasons of your life and the different seasons of the world. The season where the U.S. might not be the top superpower anymore. The season where trade might look different. The season where the dollar might not be the reserve. Things that you might not think will ever happen and you think they're ridiculous to think about. But if you look at the scope of things, it isn't that far-fetched. And it's this idea that you have to inform yourself. You have to educate yourself. Because the reality is, is that if you want to change in an instant and you're saying that you want to be the best, if you want to be number one, 
you're going to have to do things that not even the number two to number five will even think about. And before and beyond that, they don't even dream of doing what you have to do. But again, it's the sacrifices that we're willing to pay, the sacrifices that we're willing to make in order for success, right? One of the prices of success is, or there's a tax really of success, and that's the loneliness, right? The more that you want something, the more that you're willing to change in an instant, not who you are, not the why behind what you are, but the execution of it, the more and more that you will find less people who are willing to do the same as you. Again, it's these slumps, right? It's these ups and downs that we face in self-improvement. It's the ones that I have faced for years and that I know I'll continue to face. But I've accepted it and I've fallen in love with part of it as a process, right? There's some moments where you feel like you're on top and there's some moments where you feel like it's you against the world. But I'll tell you this. If you're a person that can get through those kinds of struggles by yourself or with someone, but especially by yourself, you are going to craft character like nothing you've ever believed and that's the kind of character where you can look another person in the eye regardless of what they are to you regardless of their levels of experience compared to you regardless of how you feel and you can just speak to them like a human being because at the end of the day we all have our problems we all have our flaws but there's some of us who are willing to go a lot further for our dreams than others and those are the kinds of people you should be around those are the kinds of people you should be respecting those are the kinds of people you should be following and listening to right admire people that are walking the walk of what you want to do admire the people that also have the results of what you want to do don't follow false idols don't lie to yourself don't justify actions that people take that you don't agree with call them out if i say something and don't do it then i'm being a hypocrite that's how it is but it's not personal here. You have to be detached here. This law of detachment where you understand there are some things that you won't accept and doesn't matter who does them, you will never accept them. And that is a standard you have to hold yourself to. Remember, change can happen in an instant. You are the one that's control of that change. Change can also happen to you, which means that you need to be ready for when that happens so you can be the one that tells the story and not the other way around. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate your time. As always, let's close it out. Weedy, weenie, witchy. I came, I saw, I conquered. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the Isaac Velez Gonzalez Show. If this episode provided you with any form of value, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share this episode. For more information and to get more connected with us, visit our website, www.isaacvelezgonzalez.com for all of our programs, resources, and all previous content with full episode transcripts. We appreciate your support. And until next time, that's all for today's episode on the Isaac Velez Gonzalez Show.